All right, so episode three of A Funny Story About Money. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. It's my first uh, go with a real, true-to-life girl boss, and I'm super excited to talk to her. Today, I'm going to be talking to Jessie McCracken. She's one of the co-owners of an awesome, super fast-growing uh, realty brokerage in Edmonton called Yag Pro, and I'm just really excited to hear her story. So welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me into your new beautiful home. Just a quick sort of thing. Jesse just moved into this house and a few months ago I was like looking at this house and I was like, I love this. This is like my dream house, but we can't quite afford it yet. And then my friends bought it. So at least I get to like hang out in here. But <laughs> I envisioned this spot as like the K4 office. So I'm kind of jealous right now. <laughs> it is a really great office. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. Um, so first, Jesse, uh, just maybe for anybody listening that doesn't know you, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Jesse. I grew up in a, a small town called Slave Lake, just about two and a half hours outside of Edmonton. Um, I couldn't wait to get out of there. As soon as I graduated, I moved. And, um, you know, 20 years later, it's like the one place that I can't wait to go back to every weekend. So it's funny how that kind of happens. Um, I do own a cottage there with uh, one of my best friends. And yeah, it's just really great because it, it grounds me. Life is really busy and being in the city and working. So being able to drive two and a half hours to the place that I grew up is is wonderful. Um, I have a boyfriend that I've been with for a couple of years, my life partner. <laughs> What's he like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's uh, much better with money than I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Um, and we have a dog, Jackson. And yeah, we just, um, you know, work really hard during the week and try and enjoy our time together on the weekends. Perfect. Yeah, we laughed because that's how I know Jesse. She, her boyfriend is, is one of my best friends. And uh, sadly, they both work too hard. So I don't see them as much as, as I would hope. I need to get out to Slave Lake one of these days because it looks nice. Um, and Trevor's a pretty good guy, I guess. <laughs> we all like Jesse more than him already, but that's another side of the story. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're a realtor, you're a co-owner of Yag Pro Realty, Realty. Uh, just real quick before we get into the story about how that happened, maybe just tell me a little bit about your brokerage. Yeah, so um, I, I actually got licensed in 2012. Um, prior to being a licensed agent, I um, worked for a builder, Procura, and we did, um, I did condo sales. So I worked there for four years. Um, I always knew that I wanted to get into real estate. I started doing my course and I lived in Toronto, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, but it just wasn't the right time. I didn't own my own house. I just didn't think people were going to take me seriously. Um, so when I had the opportunity to move back to Edmonton for this job uh, selling condos with my friend, I kind of jumped at the opportunity. And it, at that point, those four years really gave me a lot of confidence in in contracts and, you know, dealing with negotiations and dealing with, um, you know, lawyers and mortgage brokers and other realtors or realtors at the time. Um, and then, yeah, things just kind of progressed after I got licensed. Um, I was with the brokerage for a couple of years and... I guess, um, you know, when I really looked at it at the end of the year, I was just more wondering of like what I was getting for what I was paying. Mm -hmm. um, I had the opportunity to move to a much smaller brokerage and the, the owner, which is now Yegpro Realty or was Yegpro Realty, the past owner just wasn't really prepared for the for growth. You know, he wasn't really put in the time. Um, and so when I had the opportunity to buy Yagpro Realty, I had a really clear vision of what I wanted it to be. And it was basically a replica of a, a brokerage that I had worked at that got bought out by a bigger brokerage. Before it got bought out, it was um, just a very like collaborative and like a just it felt good to go into work where people were willing to help and share ideas and competition wasn't a factor. It was more about building people up than being better than each other. Right. And so that's to me what Yagpro Realty is. It's 
uh, a group of people that really elevate each other and don't look at each other so much as competition, but look at each other as like peers and people that they want to help, you know, build mm -hmm. up and um, really so we all can, you know, be great and be great to our clients and be great for our city. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess for somebody that's unfamiliar with, with real estate, and as I kind of am, but like a brokerage, yeah. you own a brokerage, which is like a smaller version of Remax, for example. Yeah, so every agent needs to be licensed under a brokerage. So Remax itself is like a, a massive umbrella, but every brokerage, every Remax is under the main Remax brand. So it's a franchise. So, but each Remax is its own brokerage. Okay. So we're not under Remax. We're at, like we're all governed by the same people. So we're just a boutique brokerage, mm -hmm. and then the agents that work with us are like um, they're licensed under us. So we basically make sure that we're following the rules. We're making sure that our our agents aren't going to get in trouble. Making sure that the contracts have all their initials. So we're like the the last set of eyes before it goes to the lawyers, and making sure that we're just following all of the rules. Right, so that's what the broke—that's the value that a brokerage brings, and, and the brand. Well, that's what a, the necessity of a brokerage. The value of what a brokerage brings is, you know, very. I think people have all different ideas of what a, the value of a brokerage brings. Some people just want a place just to, like, they don't want to step foot in their brokerage. They just treat it just as it is, like the place that their their files go through. You know, right. Um, whereas some people are really looking for some collaboration. Like real estate can be such a lonely mm -hmm. business. You have these like crazy highs and then you have these like deep, deep lows, you know, and like lots of disappointments. You miss out on lots of fun things because you're up late or working late on deals that, you know, don't don't come together. And so when you're working by yourself, it's I think it's really easy to get into like that dark tunnel. So at Yanko Realty, we just want to be a place where we can all um, share in our successes, but also talk about our failures and how to like grow from them, you know, and I think that that's something that so many agents do. It's just so funny because we, we promote ourselves, right? We pay to promote ourselves. Right. Um, and so we're not going to tell people like, I had this failure last week. We're going to tell our clients that for the most part, you yeah. know, <laughs> right. um, where like this happened, I really messed up. And, but we want to make sure that we have an open forum at our brokerage to be able to help people through that. And if, if I mess up on something, which I have, I want to be able to tell everybody about it and not be ashamed of it so that they don't create the same, mm -hmm. you know, make the same mistake. So it's more about being, um, like, I just find that for us, uh, I'm a very transparent person. So I want our office to be a transparent office where, you know, there's no, you know, hiding things or there's no, like, underlying things, right? It, what you see is really what you get. Right. And that's yeah. great. So, yeah, every agent um, pays a fee to be at a brokerage. I see. Yeah. So it's just like a scam. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a necessity. You know, it, what it is, though, is like the value that you get. So some brokerages have really high fees, but are they offering the value to their to their agents? Right. Just like um, with my real estate clients, I really treat the brokerage very separate from my own personal real estate. I actually charge myself the same fees that I charge my agents. I don't, um, you know, I haven't taken anything from the brokerage yet. So I really want to be selling real estate from the same place that everybody else that I'm working with is so that I know what they're going through and I know where they're coming from. Um, so the brokerage is, yeah, very separate. Like I, I own the brokerage, but I always say that I am an agent first. So I'm running the brokerage as an agent first. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and how many, so how many brokers do you have at Yag Pro right now? So Will Hickey is our only uh, broker. So every brokerage needs to have a broker and he, that person's in charge. He's the one that's checking the files, signing off on them, making sure, and again, dealing with customer complaints about our agents or dealing with conflicts between other offices and our agents. Um, so I'm very grateful for him because that's something that I myself don't have to deal with. I more take kind of manage the flow of the office mm -hmm. and um, also just help with like creating the culture and meetings and mentorship. Right. So, um, but our office currently, so when I purchased it, um, almost three years ago now, we only had five agents, two of them were working with me, one person. <laughs> so, you know, the, the couple of people that came with me, I was so grateful. And I had these, um, as you can imagine, just so many insecurities on who's going to want to join, you know, and, and why would they join me? And, um, 
And really, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Trevor was actually in India on, on business. And so I was trying to connect with him and be like, I had a very short time to decide. And, you know, should I do this? And as you know, <laughs> uh, you know, what I was paying for it, what I was getting out of it was probably something that was really important to him. Um, but he was just so tired. He's like, if you think it's the right decision, just go with it. And I was like, I don't know if it's the right decision. So I'd actually gone out to my cabin um, by myself. I spent three nights out there and um, I grew up, my, my grandparents had a lot out there and um, they are not with us anymore, but I had amazing memories with them and they were, they were, um, they own their own business. And to me, my grandparents as, you know, a, a child, they were like success and that they were who I wanted to be. And so I sat in the hot tub that night and it was like such a starry sky. And I was like, just give me a sign. And I saw a shooting star. And I'm like, oh, that was good. And then I like <laughs> asked for another sign. And like literally that night, it was like, it was just like littering shooting stars for me. And I was like, one more. <laughs> and then it would give me another one. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to push my luck. So really, I just went with my my gut, right. and um, now we we ended up getting to you know 25 agents. At that point, I was like, wow, I'm growing and I need help. So I only had one conveyancer at the time. She was working part time. I'd taken her What's from another conveyancer. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the conveyancer is the person who's really flooding through the files and making sure that all the initials are there, that there's nothing missed. She's the person that is like, you know, asking the agents, you know, just we're, the, we're like I said, the, the final check to right. make sure that nothing's missing. And really, we're the safety net to make sure the agents don't get sued. Um, so she had come from another office and was just working part time. But then I realized we needed um, her to come on full time. And then um, and then I reached out to Will or maybe he had reached out to me at that point because I had followed up with him a couple times. I knew I wanted him as a partner mm -hmm. um, and it just wasn't the right time for him. Um, but once we kind of started getting some, you know, legs under us, uh, he had reached out to me and asked me to go for coffee. And I was like, does this mean, you know, <laughs> right. and he's like, maybe. So we had a great conversation and his team came over. So then we were at 30 and um, now we're close to, to 70. Unbelievable. So, I know. Three years? Yeah, honestly it is. And sometimes I'm like, I'm, I mean, without getting too emotional about it, I'm so humbled by the fact that this is where we've gone and really our, our agents have been our biggest advocates. Um, and sometimes like, again, like I just, I'm like, how did this happen? And, but I'm, um, I think it just comes down to being like transparent, you know, and being honest mm -hmm. and, and being what agents are looking for. Like what you see is what you get. There's no hitting fees. Like we're just really straight up and, um, and also really willing to give our time to our agents. Right. Will's, Will's probably better at that than I am, which is something that I need to work on. There's just not enough time, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I know this about you. I know uh, like how hard of a worker you are and, and how busy you are and how much you give back to your clients and the community and your friends and, and everything. And, and just to give uh, anybody listening an idea of how much you like to take on, why don't you tell us real quick what you're training for right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this was, I'm training for the death race, but it's actually, um, I'm doing the relay. So, uh, the death race is 125 kilometers in Grand Cash, um, but I'm doing 27 kilometers, and I'm not a runner. I'm like the five-kilometer kind of runner, so it's been a bit of a challenge for me. But again, my summers get so busy that I let my health kind of go on the back burner, you know, and you're, mm -hmm. you're barbecuing, you're having a couple drinks in the summer. And so I just needed to, when a couple guys from my office asked if I'd be interested in doing it with them. And I don't know how serious they were until I like signed us up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I was <laughs> right, like, now, yeah. now we're all committed. But I knew that if I didn't, then I would just be like, yeah, yeah. And it just would never happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, I'm the exact I'm, same way. Like I, I wouldn't do anything and then, but then if I signed up, I'd be like, okay, I actually have to train. Yeah. Otherwise I'll just be lazy and whatever. So well, I, like, if I don't train, do I'm like literally going to die on that mountain. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I have a friend that did the full thing a couple of years ago and, uh, oh, well, the first time she tried, she, yeah. She got stuck on the mountain in a blizzard. Wow. And had to be like, and so I actually know like quite a bit about it because I was following her progress. It's just unbelievable. I like, know. You're not running 27, you're like going through a jungle over a mountain, <laughs> like not a 
<laughs> Canadian jungle. Yeah, but, no. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah, I don't know what I signed up for, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, I'm sh like, sort of, like, yeah. in a way. Like, not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as like much fun as you can have, like, wanting to Running die. through the mountains, yeah, right. yeah. But, like I said, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's pushed me to, like, just get my running shoes on and just go, you know? And right now I'm only really up to, like, 12 kilometers. It's kind of the most I've ran at one time. Um, but I... I know that I can finish it. Like, failure is not really an option. I might die afterwards. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm just going to do it. I just need to keep running. I need to get to, like, 20, 22, and then I know I can get those extra five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't even need to try those last ones <laughs> until the day of. Yeah. Maybe we should do another podcast in two months yeah, and see yeah, if we'll I've recovered. We'll see if you're alive. <laughs> I was, uh, okay, so I, I think... We kind of got ahead of where I wanted to be, and I really like talking to you. A year and a half ago, we probably went for lunch, and you were growing the business, and and I was contemplating growing K four, kind of in the exact same manner that you're doing it. So, and I've sort of come back from that because I've been happy with you know being alone almost, and. Uh, but then I'm talking to you, and then you're getting me pumped up again. So I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But that's like the exact model that I would want to follow. The exact thing. I it, the businesses are very similar, like the highs and the lows, mm -hmm. and falling into like levels of like you can't. It's hard to work. It's hard to keep motivated. Mm -hmm. And I've been into your office, and it's a great atmosphere. It it is, and. You brought your whole staff to the K4 comedy show, which was awesome. And or not staff, but yeah, team, yeah, the whole company. And and uh, Sean made fun of everybody, and that was pretty good. But uh, did you know there was realtors? He there? didn't know. No, it's funny. There was like yeah. fifty in the front, and then <laughs> just <laughs> so yeah, he kind of pooped on us. <laughs> yeah, um, but I kind of want to get back to the beginning and sort of talk about you and your journey in real estate and, and how that was before Yag Pro mm -hmm. came to be, because I know there are a ton of people that, you know, see real estate agents and they're like, look how much money they make. It's right. like printing money there. Like yeah. it's the easiest job in the world. And I know for a fact that it isn't like there can be really good money, mm -hmm. but the majority of agents don't make it. Yeah. It's a really hard business, so I kind of want to talk to you about, like, your trend through there, any advice you have for new realtors yeah. or, or one that's been in for a couple of years struggling because the market is really tough right now. Yeah. That sort of thing. And, and then we'll go back to Yeg Pro if, if that works. Yeah, so um, certainly, I mean, you have to be willing to do the work. I think that people mistake, like, Real estate is like, oh, I get to work a couple hours. You think you're going to choose your schedule, and that's just not the case. Like, I actually have, like, well, between the brokerage, so I've got, like, 65 bosses with my agents because they are my clients as well. And then I've also got my own clientele base. So, like, even my assistant said to me, like, nobody would if you nobody would change what you like your schedule, you know? Like, when people ask you to do this, all right, but nobody would give up like to have your schedule because just how much I work I really do like you have to put in the time when I first started we got licensed and nobody tells you like what you do after you get licensed it's like this course that basically kind of teaches you how not to get sued but that's it <laughs> so I'm sitting in my office um with my my friend we partnered and we're like okay now what so then I just like Facebook messaged every single person I knew in my database that was in Edmonton and surrounding area and just said like hey I got into this new career it sucks you know you're like mm -hmm. it's just like you're you're asking people for business and yet you're new and you really don't know what you're doing so you're asking them to like take a leap of faith in you you right. know so that's humbling <laughs> I did the exact same yeah. thing it took me forever I doubt I got a single client from that yeah They're like oh look I can all of a sudden manage your money. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I know, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But, but also coming from the condo, so I worked in condos before that, so we let everybody know in that condo building that we were now selling real estate. So we actually had picked up a couple people from that. 
Um, you know, I think it was more just being like super persistent. Like I asked other agents if I could do open houses at their listings. I did open houses like Sarah and I did open houses Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. Like when, and even now, like it's, it's quiet. It's hard. But if I don't have clients, I know that I'm going to put in the time to go get business and whether that's open houses, I mean, open houses kind of is the best place because they're coming to you. You don't even have to go find them. You just, when somebody walks through the door, you just have to show up and be your best self and be knowledgeable about the community and the house. And, and, you know, so you have to do the work. Um, but there's no doubt that, you know, real estate goes and ebbs and flows. My, my first year, we actually did quite well. Again, I worked in a partnership, so it wasn't quite as lonely. We were able to bounce off each other. Um, but my very first week, we got introduced to um, Brian Buffini, who's a coach. Um, and Will, my now partner at the brokerage, he is a trainer for Brian Buffini. So it's basically about your referral business. And that is the business that I run is uh, about 95% of my clients now come from repeat and referral. So basically it kind of talks about just like the pop buys and just like personal notes and, and, you know, just being really genuine. Like I don't follow his system perfectly because I find that it's like a little bit too scheduled. Um, I like things being a little bit more authentic and, right. and you know, organic as opposed to like, Oh, I have to write this person a note today, you know? And mm-hmm. instead I'd be like, Oh, who's impacted me in the last couple of months, you know, and I would write those people notes and then be very genuine. So going through that, that like really helped because it was like, okay, create your sphere of influence. Now reach out to them. And it just kind of gave me some steps to follow. Um, so yeah, my first two years, like I said, our, our business, you know, gradually grew. We were lucky enough to get a condo project, um, which, you know, got us, you know, our name was kind of everywhere with that. Plus, a lot of people that had called in, you know, for that project specifically, maybe that they, they couldn't wait for three years or four years for the property to be built. So we had gained some clients that way. Um, but again, it's about like putting in the time. Like I, I know that I right now I used to get up at eight. Now I get up closer to like six thirty-seven. What? Just because, <laughs> just because there's not enough time in the day, and I try to go to bed earlier now. Who gets up earlier, you or Trev? Trevor, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's okay. out the door by six. What is wrong with him? I know, <laughs> but he's in bed by eight, so. Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, so I, uh, you know, I, I work 12, 14 hours a day. Like, there's a couple hours maybe in between that I make time for myself, but for the most part, like, I'm doing something with, with work. And so you have to put in the time. I, I think that people, um, like, the market is challenging right now, but it, what are you what are you doing for those eight hours a day? If you were at a typical job, like spend those eight hours actually going out to try and get new clients or reach right. out to your old clients. It's so easy when it's the market soft and you're hearing all this stuff, or when you just don't have any clients, just to like find other ways to fill your time. So you have to be really self motivated, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you just have to show your worth too. I think that. Um, and, and collaborate with other agents. Brainstorm. Don't don't look at other agents as your competition. Look at them as like a resource, you know, or align right. yourself with somebody that you you want to emulate their business. But also remember that a lot of the stuff that you see online where agents are like, oh, another deal, or I sold this. Like, there's so many parts to a selling process. So they're posting about, oh, now we're having off, we're pending. Now we're doing the inspection. Now we're doing this. And it's all the same transaction. So don't measure yourself up to what other people's business right. is, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. And I think that everybody has a different benchmark, too. Like, some people only want to do 15 deals a year. And that doesn't mean they're not successful. It means that they want to spend more time with their family. You know what right. I mean? And 15 <laughs> deals is all they need to do. Yeah. Or some people want to do, like, 50, you know, which, is, which isn't like... very common. Like, most agents do... 10 to 15, maybe even less than like probably under 15 is like the average agent. Well, real estate's the same as most like financial, whatever, you know, it's the top, what, 10, 20 Mm -hmm. agents are doing like 90% Mm -hmm. of the deals in the city or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's interesting because you, you constantly feel like you are in competition with these other agents. So instead of like treating them as your, your peers and even like, I think that lots of times we um, we get emotional with the deal and then we flood that onto our clients or we need to make sure that we're the person that's kind of in control, you know? Um, and I guess that's, yeah, I would just find, find people you want to work with, like other agents, and collaborate with them and, you know, make sure you're doing 
you know, open houses or door knocking or social media, like just whatever you're doing, spend eight hours a day minimum doing it. Like treat it like a job. Right. Which is so hard because it's like, and I'm all over the map with my life. So I'll wake up and work a few hours in the morning, but I'm more of a night owl. So then I'll work a lot at night and like, and I'll go out and do my life during the day. Yeah. And whatever. And and that's kind of how I found that worked better for me. Like mm-hmm. I was less productive when I used to go into the office every day. Right. During like whatever, you know. And yeah. so once my family goes to sleep, I'm like, Oh, I've got time, I can do I could sit and I can focus where yeah. some people focus in the morning and but I, I, you know, I just, I love the parallels between our two businesses. Yours is probably harder long term than mine because mine because you every year is a new beginning right? yeah like yeah you're like but how like, exciting is it that every year is a new beginning well i, I don't know that stressed me out like because you're i don't that stresses me out right? because like, <laughs> eventually like you can say in my business oh i've got my clients right um yes new years are exciting still i'm still growing but you know you know what eventually mm-hmm. you get old and well I, mean, I think with your business that like, you kind of just keep getting the you know from the business you've already created right where ours is like a little bit more front-loaded yeah, yeah ish i mean you obviously want to make that that client like your client you know for their next transaction and that's kind of the intent which is why those like notes are just like hey i'm mm-hmm. still here if you need anything those are really important to keep in touch the last thing that an, an agent should do is drop off the keys and never talk to their client again, you know, or actually the biggest piece of advice I can say is like create your database. That was something that we did because I did that Buffini training program when I first started is I started my database from the very beginning. So I have every single transaction I've done since 2012. So, So my very first transactions in there. So every single client I have is in that database and I'm shocked at how many agents don't have that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a good, so do you reach out to everybody that you've ever done business with at some point? Yeah, for the most part, um, I would say that there's like very few that I don't and mostly because maybe they've moved away somebody somewhere far or whatever. Um, but for the most part, I reach out to everybody. Um, and we, we do some like client events too. Like we did like an Easter egg hunt. Right. Um, you know, like awesome. I've done like a couple different things like that. So we reach out to them to invite them to that as well. Um, but yeah, I try and touch base, you know, at least a couple times a year and let them know that I'm still here. And, and I genuinely am like, and it's not always like, Hey, just checking in. Remember me, I'm your realtor, but I, I actually want to know how they're doing and if they still love their house, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, real estate in general, did, did you want to get into it always? Like what was your plan? in life I guess you know I always loved like houses like as a kid I changed my room around like once a week you know I loved moving furniture around and creating nice spaces and I I love my family very very much but they weren't like overly clean you know as far as keeping but my bedroom was spotless like if somebody's in my room I was like who is in my room like I knew it you know and and so I and I always like moving my space around like I was little and I'd have my back against the wall and like pushing my bed with my feet to try and move it around so I was always shuffling furniture and I always liked home shows I think that like I still have this dream of like living in a barn like creating a house out of a barn I and I think I saw it when I was like 10 on like a home show or something like that and it's still like I mean, I don't want to move from this house, but I don't know if I could convince Trevor to move to a barn, but there's actually a barn on my way to Slave Lake that I see all the time, and every time I drive by, I'm like, oh, yeah. You just want to buy that barn and and build it? Yeah, I don't know. So I think I've just always enjoyed, yeah, like houses, you know, and I didn't, I guess I didn't really know what a real estate agent was, but even... Uh, I grew up in a small town, so we actually, like, had a whole speech for every single person who graduated, and I said that I wanted to own my own business. I don't know. At that time, I didn't know what that business was going to be, but again, I think I looked at my grandparents who owned their own business, and I just really respected them and and wanted to be them, and so that's probably where that came from. Cool. Yeah. What did your grandparents do? Um, They owned a construction company where they built, like, roads to leases, like, oil field construction. Oh. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, well, and, like, you know, when it was big in the 80s, right? And then big and fall, big and fall, we've gone through a couple of minutes. Yeah. 
So, I, and I actually don't know the answer to this question. So, how, <laughs> how, how old were you when you started doing real estate? Um, like, and Nobody's gosh. good at math. No, I don't even know. Like, maybe 30? 30? Yeah. You're are you our age? Who's older than you, Trev? I'm, like, older than him by, like, six months. Oh, okay. And he reminds me all the time that he likes older yeah, women right. <laughs> or that or that i lied to him right <laughs> i tricked him <laughs> oh real do you think trev will listen to this uh maybe your mom my well my mom yeah, yeah my mom will <laughs> so uh when are you guys getting married <laughs> that is so not nice <laughs> i'm just kidding don't answer that just joking <laughs> uh, <laughs> that a, i'm a piece of shit um <laughs> Okay, so, well, I mean, I, I, I just want to, so let's get back, we're sort of all over the map, um, you started in condos, was that before 2012, that was like 2000, yeah. so the market's good? No, the market when I started in condos was, was rough, and actually, I, um, they had gotten rid of the majority of their sales staff and then kind of started fresh. They had just kept their one person who is uh, my my best friend. And so that's, you know, probably how I got the job. Um, and so it wasn't really that great, but I was like a salary and then we got like a bonus for every door that we sold. I, I don't remember how many we sold that first year, but it wasn't a ton. Um, and then it kind of progressively got better. And then I think what we saw is like, you know, we were working there together for like three and a half years. I bought my first condo in that condo project. Um, and then we were just like, you know what? I think that it's time for us to like kind of spread our wings. It was just so cushy. Like I worked with my best friend. We had Fridays off. We worked noon till five. You right. know, like we hung and out all the people time. People are coming to you. Like, yeah, and they... I lived in the building. Like right. it was just, but anyways, so things changed. We decided to get licensed and we took that summer off and just like road tripped and visited all of our friends and, you know, did our course um so getting i'm just trying to think of like when things change so after we got that condo project um that was like you know my, my best year in in real estate i don't remember what year that was but um i'm embarrassed to say like how much I, we had our best year i wish i had known trevor at that point and you uh, me? and yeah, you yeah. Because, i wish i had known you yeah at the time like too. so <laughs> i went on some really wonderful va i was just stupid with money i didn't learn about money you know i right. uh, growing up we we had it we didn't we had it we didn't there was like you know but i've always uh, i've oh i would like outwork anybody i was always a really hard worker if somebody would cancel a shift I was always the person they called. I'd pick it up. Like I was, I was always a great employee, mm -hmm. um, and willing to put in the work. And if I wanted something, I'd work for it. I, I'd get it, you know. So, um, I'm just trying to think of where I was going with that. Lost my train of thought. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. So with like earning the earning that money, like we're like, wow, this is like flowing. So then I just kind of assumed because it's like maybe my third year, maybe second year that this is just like how it was going to continue That's to life. go right. until I got like a hundred thousand dollar tax bill and that hurt and I had saved like quite a bit, but I did not save near that yeah. much. Yeah. Um, so that hurt. <laughs> and then it just, um, and then, uh, Sarah had started, uh, dating somebody from the States. So she was away, then she got pregnant and, um, and then it was just time, kind of time to make a switch. Like I said, our brokerage that I was at got bought out by a bigger brokerage. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of turned into like, it just felt like this really competitive space that I wasn't used to being in. Um, and you know, that year we had won like, you know, you know, top team or number two team and top, like all of these like awards. All those top awards. Yeah. And, and honestly, just, it wasn't important to me like right. at all, actually. Mm -hmm. In fact, going up there and having everybody know what you made was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, it I, is awkward. Right? It, it like, is. Yeah. And, and when you're, and then I think they'd come up to us and said like, Hey guys, there's a video at the back. If you want to give a testimonial for the brokerage. But they asked us and not anybody else at our table. And I was like, oh, that just does not sit right. And I think I've told you this. Like, I'm I'm not money motivated, um, like, at all, you right. know? So, like, having people and then people thinking I'm making all this money, just, like, it just seems silly and uncomfortable. And maybe because I'm uncomfortable with, with money, too, right? right. And get rid sure. of it as fast as I can. <laughs> 
So it was just time for a switch. Right. And I think we had paid probably 50 grand towards brokerage fees. And we're like, okay, if we put $50,000 towards our clients, what would that look like to us? And so I, um, you know, I make sure that I spend the money on my clients. If I, if I've only taken somebody out a couple times, I'll pay for their home inspection. You know, if I, it depends, like if I don't feel like I've worked that hard, I like want to be able to give a little bit back. Right. So, and when you're not paying these high brokerage fees, you're able to do that. And that's just going to continue coming back to you because your clients are, are happy and not that I'm buying them off, but I'm just, I appreciate them and I'm showing them that I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that was kind of where the switch happened. And then my business didn't change, which was like, it changed because I didn't have a condo project, but like out that outside of that condo business, it just kind of continued to grow. Right. Nice. Yeah. So that's what happened to Sarah is, so she's moved to the States. I've never met Sarah. Yeah. She's gone. So you guys disbanded that partnership. Yeah. And you know, honestly, it was a huge loss because I'd worked in real estate with her um you know from the beginning from condo sales and then we really did create this really great brand and we had so much fun working together and and people could tell we were having fun working together like staging a property was fun like work was just never boring and we would be at a meeting together and if I lost my train of thought or you know she'd always be able we had a really good like ebb and flow between the two of us um so when she moved I just I think I went into like a little bit of a depression and and that year like just like that I really felt the loss and that year was was hard for me because I was doing it, it all by myself and I I still had my assistant and I've had the same assistant for six years she's mm-hmm. amazing um but she's not here so she lives in Ontario she's a great friend of mine but Everything she does is through, you know over the phone or on the computer. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. So it works out really well. So she wasn't able here to help me do like the, you know, this. I don't know, just those things that when you want somebody doing it with with you. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was, and then I kind of started thinking I was going to start a team. I had like a friend of mine get her license, and um, another a friend of mine came from commercial, but it just it wasn't a good fit for either of them. Um, so then I just decided that okay, I'm going to be a, a loan agent and then just going to focus on, on the brokerage. Right. Yeah. And so you didn't, so you worked for a big brokerage that bought your old brokerage and then you didn't like it. So you moved to Yagpro and yeah. it was owned by another guy. Yeah. Yeah. And when did that happen? That happened. I bought Yagpro in 2006. 16 I bought it I moved over there in 2015 and he just didn't want anything to do with running a brokerage um no I think I I mean running a brokerage is a lot of work you know you have to be there for your agents um you have to pick up your phone for your agents and you have to be um yeah you got to make time for them and I just think that he was just at a different point in his life where he was more interested in kind of getting out of real estate and not in. And I think when, you know, buying a brokerage, it made me, suddenly I'm working double because now I have two jobs. I own a brokerage and that's mm-hmm. a job. And then I have my real estate, which is another job. Right. So, you know, it's not working less and working much, much well, more. Of course. Yeah. Which is why I probably, uh, like. Stepped uh, away from it. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, well, okay, I'm just adding way more yeah. to my plate if I do that. Yeah. And that scares me, right? Like, I don't really want that. Then uh, the clients fall apart. It's going to be a hard, right, like, to keep. Well, it's about um, aligning with the right people and making sure, like, so Will, like I said, before I even bought the brokerage, he's who I talked to. I had actually talked to a couple of my friends, too, but it just wasn't, again, wasn't the right time. And, again, it was a huge risk, you know? And, And the reason I was like, we don't have kids. Trevor has a stable job. I know I'm going to do the work because I'm a hard worker. So yeah. I know I can earn the money to keep me afloat for a period of time. But obviously, you don't want it to just stay afloat. You want to be able to. So I was going to give it a year. And if it didn't work out, then I would, in that year, I'd make a decision of what brokerage I was going to go to. But then people just kind of kept coming. So then I had to make sure I added people, you know, to the brokerage that were able to like support, right? So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is making sure that you're aligning yourself with the right support people. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, my assistant's been with me for six years and um, she's a great friend of mine. We met at an Earl's training group in like 2000. Was that what you did before? Yeah, I was, I was in the, like the bar industry and service industry for 10, 10 years. Maybe even Great industry to start in to get into sales. Yeah, well, I... And because you worked at Earl's, so you're obviously fairly attractive <laughs> or whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, but I went into management fairly quick there too. And actually, that's what Tara said. She's like, you're always a good boss. You're always a fair boss, you know? Right. And I think that's something that's important too is like you have to be willing to do the work. I wouldn't ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself, right. you know? And when I see an agent, like I don't know how many times I've like, clean my client's house. You know, I walk in and pictures are in an hour and I'm like, Ooh, this is not ready. So I'm pulling up the map, the mop and the vacuum and scrubbing it. Like you can't be above that. You've got to be willing to like do and, work. And if anybody ever listens to all of the, like all of the business owners I talk to, you'll find the exact same thing. Yeah. Anybody that's successful doesn't care that they're sweeping or doing that thing you have to be that yeah like if you think being a boss is like i'm gonna tell everybody to do everything yeah well you're gonna fail as a business owner immediately yeah and uh and that's it and and the other thing is like the grind it's not like easy was this how easy has it been i mean i know you said (laughs) i know you said like your third year you were like we exploded yeah but But then I got brought back down to reality, like, really quick, you know? Then I was in debt, right? I I had my my third year was great. My fourth year, I started off, like, in debt because of this tax bill. Right. So then I had to crawl myself out of that. And I think that was the next year is when I bought the brokerage. Oh, yeah. Um, So then you go into debt again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But again, but I'm willing to do the work, right? And so, but the the brokerage more was, um, it's so funny because I think sometimes real estate agents or even brokerages, like we feel like we, that's my client, that's my agent, you know? Actually, those people are allowed to do whatever they want. They have free will. So you have to, you know, keep those people there. You have to show your value for them to continue to be your client or continue to be an agent at your office. So it's like once you once you have them, it doesn't mean they're yours forever. You need to continue to work and improve. And so, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely been a journey. And there, not that I question. It's like sometimes I'm like, wow, why did I buy the brokerage? Not because I don't love the brokerage, but just because I work so much. Like just being an agent right. would give me so much more free time. But the brokerage for me is a place where I'm surrounding, surrounded by like-minded people who are motivating me, elevating me, wanting me, making me want to be better. And it's also something that in the future is like an asset that I have, you know, or something that I can maybe sell in the future or, or maybe stop selling real estate and just manage, just be with the brokerage. So you don't want to do that, do you? No, not, not in any type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say that it's, I mean, that's not even in my wheelhouse right now, but it's not like you can sell your clients. <laughs> Here's my client yeah. data. I mean, some people think they can, and maybe you can sell your database, or maybe you could start introducing another agent to your database and get some. But at the end of the day, like I said, people have free will, and I can't hand them to another agent and expect that they're going to use them. So the brokerage is, yeah, that's like what my future is going to be. Right. Yeah. And Trevor. And Trevor. Just make him safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Try. (laughs) He gets mad at me all the time. He's like, talk to her. Yeah, (laughs) I know, I know. I said, okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah, but Um, he doesn't mind when I spend on him. (laughs) Um, So why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, like, the advantages of yeah, other than sort of what from what I can understand, sort of the atmosphere, how it's friendly. It, it's not a competition in your brokerage, which I really like the idea of. I know financial planning offices like every week it was like, look how much this guy sold, yeah. look at how much she did, and and I was always like, you know, I think that drives some people, but that was never what drove me either. It wasn't yeah. like. But now you're sort of driving the wrong thing. Yeah. And that's what, like, oh, sales is one thing, but, like, are you driving the right thing for the client? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so why would an agent want to come to YegPro or a new real estate agent that's thinking about getting in the business? Why would they want to come and work with you other than the fact that you're going to help them? 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, I think that, like you said, when you're driving sales, um, it kind of pushes people like, and then you feel like then it turns into sales and you're not actually looking out for your clients. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to get the numbers for yourself. And so that's like where I don't like, and not that we don't like, we celebrate, you know, when somebody has a great month or when, you know, I reach out to my agents, I'm like, wow, you're having a really great month. Like, you know, what have you, what's changed? Like, what have you been doing differently? You know, I want to know like why they're up five deals from what they were like last year at this time or whatever. Um, but I think that why people would should come to uh, Yagpo Realty, I mean, first of all, I think that they should come and just come to one of our meetings and just get to know us, you know, come yeah. to it, you know, get your feedback with us, see if it is the right fit, because we want people to come and we want them to stay. We don't want them to come because our, you know, our fees are a little bit lower than the other ones. We don't want them to come for, because their friends there. We don't want them to come because they're new and they've been told to come here. We want them to come and stay because it's where they're going to be able to, be their best selves and grow their best business. That's authentic to them mm-hmm. because I think that we, because we're a boutique, if some a great idea, somebody has a great idea, we could implement that immediately. Right. We don't have to go through all these different chains of command. It's like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You know? And I think that because we do like listen to each other and I do want to know like, okay, if other brokerages are offering this and we're not, is this important to you? Because a lot of brokerages are like, well, we offer this to our agents, but none of their agents use that stuff that they're offering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but what what do you actually need from your brokerage? Mm-hmm. And so I think that because we're listening to our agents, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I think that, again, I think that with everybody really willing to like help, there's a lot of agents in our office that are willing to mentor new agents. We do meet with our agents four times a month for like we bring in a guest speaker once a month. I've done that. Yeah, we have a coffee, just a, a you know, a coffee with Jesse and Will uh, once a month. And then the other two uh, Tuesdays of the month, either somebody from our office, like a strong agent in our office, shares, you know, their processes. Um, so it's just learning from each other. And like mm-hmm. I said, everybody is just being open as opposed to um, hiding their greatest secrets, which aren't great. <laughs> Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think it's more That's just the weird. transparency. It's weird, right? Because yeah. it's like there's enough business out there for kind of everybody, yeah. but it is a competitive thing. You're like, ah, like, and you're like, you kind of got to get away from it in a way, like, yeah, you know, if you lose that deal, well, you know, that maybe wasn't just meant to be. They were better with that other person or whatever. Totally. You know, I I fought to hold on to a client once. And, um, and once it kind of ended, it didn't end like great. I was like, I felt so much relief. Like some people just aren't meant to work with each other. And there's like, we have a buyer's representation. So when you meet with the buyer, you get them to sign this buyer representation saying they're going to work with you. I get people to sign that. And I say, just so you know, like this paper, I will rip up in any sec, like immediately because I'm not going to hold you to that. If you don't want to work with me, chances are I don't want to work with you either. 100%. Why would we yeah, force ourselves sure. to work with each other? You know, like right. I want to work with people who want to work with me. And if things aren't working out, then I, it's it's better for me to say like, you know what? You're just, we're just not a right fit and move on so that I could focus my attentions on and help people that actually want my help. So it's interesting because I think when you come from a place of like abundance as opposed to a place of like scarcity, scarcity or whatever that word is, scarcity, scarcity, yeah. scarcity. <laughs> um, then things just start flowing for you and you're okay to let go of some of those clients. Those ones that are just driving you crazy, you know, cause you know, you're just making room for the better ones to the come. Right one, yeah. yeah. And, um, so I think that it, it is, it's like a lot about mindset and when you're in a place that's driven on competition, you feel like you have to be as good as everybody else and you're new. You're not, you're not going to be, you've got a lot to learn fees or charge you charge lower than a typical broker so we charge our agents lower we don't we're not a, a discount brokerage as like far as the deep, realty yeah yeah, yeah 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 so we um we charge our agents a little bit less and the reason we do that is because again like i remember when i first got into real estate um you know my dad supported me for my first couple months he would like i'd meet him once a month and he'd sing me a song like how much trouble are you in (laughs) and i'm like like five thousand dollars trouble like i had a mortgage and yeah so like he had to help me and so we have two different plans for our agents one is fifty dollars a month and five hundred dollars for every deal you do so every end you do that month and the other one is um sorry no that's wrong $500 $500 a month and $50 an end or $50 a month and $400 an end. 
So when you're a new agent going into a brokerage and you're having to pay a thousand dollars a month, it's very easy to sink yourself in a very deep hole. Totally. And then you're selling from this place of like desperation. And then and you can never make a sale. No, well, and, and you're not doing the right thing for your clients. You're just trying to make this deal happen. So I want to make sure that our agents are are leading with the best of intentions for their clients. And if they don't do a deal for three months, they're not gonna like, you know be under right and, and to yeah. me that's the most important thing is really giving us all the best opportunity to be successful when a brokerage is taking too much there's just nothing left because mm -hmm. people don't realize how much money goes out to like make a transaction happen or you know everything that we have to pay for right, right? and yeah so it, like I said it is interesting and I think that's just like such a misconception on you know some agents yeah can do really really well but I wonder what they're you know what what are they spending to to you know get, get that, that volume yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no it's not and and you know when an agent isn't spending any money because i love Cause, looking at how oh, yeah right? with the like, iphone photos sideways yeah oh, even worse like yeah. i'm like did that guy take the picture with like a like a so in saying that, that is, so our fees are lower for our agents, but our expectation is that they always have professional photography. It's, it's a no, not an option, like, but the standards are higher because you're saving here on the brokerage. Right. Our expectation is that you're still, you're still spending that money on your business you know, and you're spending it on your clients and you're making sure you're doing the right things for them. And so that's kind of where, yeah, like, yes, you're saving here, but you're still spending that money. You're just going to be spending it in places that are going to help grow your business, right. not grow the brokerage's business. Like I said, I, I will always be, a, I mean, always, but for, I will be a selling real estate for a very long time because I love helping people. I, I like actually I love helping people find their home I love helping people sell their home I love when somebody like calls me and say like I don't want to sell my home anymore because you've made it look so nice you know like I'm like wait a minute we just put a lot of effort you bet no yeah. but but it is like to me I get so much out of that that um I can't imagine just being a brokerage owner mm -hmm. and then also helping agents like um I recently hired a real estate coach this year and it was something that I put off for a while and I was like, well, I probably should get one. And then I was like, no, I don't need one. I'm doing, you know, but of, of course I do because now as a owner of a brokerage, I need to be able to share somebody else's perspective other than just mine, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I've grown so much from even just having my coach. I speak with her every two weeks. Um, but even just some certain tools that she's given me to kind of manage my time a little bit better. I'm trying to time block, which is, hard for me but um because I'm kind of all over the place but it, it has helped and there's just like just setting a little bit more guidelines within my day um mm -hmm. getting up earlier going to bed a little bit earlier because I used to be like two o'clock in the morning like kind of you right. know and now I'm like I really try and go to bed like get up in bed by like 10 11 at the latest oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah I used to think about that but then I was like, I realized that actually that I am better mm -hmm. suited to be working late. Yeah. Like I, my brain works better at yeah. night or something. Like I'm just It's like, when I'm most creative is at night. Like yeah. if I need to create like a manual that I want to look nice or some posts or some invitations, that's kind of my nighttime stuff is like when I get like a little bit more into that kind of stuff. But when I'm, I've actually realized that I'm, I'm better during the day when I need to be on for my clients. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, we've got a lot and, and I, and I've loved listening to you. I love the story. I, I can't wait to see what you do. Um, because you know, I've, when I've only known you for what, four or five years. Yeah. That... No, um, four years in September. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I mean, I hope you guys start to find more time so that I can see you more, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just upset, but uh, that's the way it goes in our 30s, right? Like, yeah, it's like, well, it's a, such a busy life. I like literally do not see my friends ever. Yeah. I see my family quite a bit because it's that's important to make time for. Like my, you know, my mom and my sisters, and they're probably who I see the most. But I like see, my friends. Like I needed to get you to come sell my house because I miss you. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, that, oh, like, that's what I like about this job is like. I do have quite a few of my friends or my clients. Yeah. I'm like, 
oh we actually get to visit because I'm like we're having a couple meetings and yeah. I'm like this is like our time that oh it's work so yeah that's that is the best part for me or one of them about the job is like oh you're and the same thing for me is is I used to when I started like work with anybody get any deal mm -hmm. that you needed to is a huge mistake yeah because you're going to be stressed out working with those people trying to force them to do things that mm -hmm. you're just not aligned with yeah and the videos and putting myself out there like that was like the perfect thing I did because people come to me that are like I get Kent and mm -hmm. I understand the yeah. way he teaches and I like it mm -hmm. so I already know that they're going to now I just need to get along with them which is pretty easy mm -hmm. when I know they're not put off by something I might say or do yeah. or whatever right so yeah that was sort of lucky sort of a lucky thing that happened to me when I started but I just want to uh I have two more questions and then I'll let you get back to your busy day um first would you ever go back to being like an employee mm-hmm uh no no I mean if I had to, for sure, you know, I just don't think, uh, I'm just trying to think of myself as an employee because I always, like, I, I was always a valued employee. So it was never right. like I felt, you know what I mean? Like, I, I always got, like, a raise quite regularly. Like, I was, so it's not like I didn't find that being an employee was, like, an awful thing. I just don't know what job I would do. In fact, I don't even know what job I'm qualified to do. I have a friend who's, like, you know, quite educated. She went back to school and she could not get a job. And I'm like, man, if you can't get a job, I would, nobody would hire me because I have my high school education and I've got my, you know, CanFit Pro. Right. <laughs> I used to, I was a personal trainer for a bit and I've got my real estate course. So like, I don't feel that I'm employable at this point for a job that I would want. So right. would I go back to be an employee? Sure, if somebody would hire me. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, the hours would be kind of nice being an employee, you know, yeah. nine to five. But yeah, probably not in my cards. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really think so. Yeah, realtors are bad. The timing is like for me, my work life balance is a lot easier. I do. I can schedule free time. You mm -hmm. can't because mm -hmm. you have to like do the showings when somebody wants or whatever. Yeah. Like, that would drive me crazy. Well, I honestly feel like I've been able to manage that a little bit. I don't run, like, quite as hard as I used to because I now I just – I know – how to ask the right questions for my clients. And so instead of them just like guiding me, I'm now guiding them. Right. So, you know, I, I love to go to Lake on the weekends in the, in the summer. I don't get to go every weekend. And it's this year has been a little bit less and less. But, um, you know, I'm like during the week, Monday to Friday, I'm here for you and I'm willing to work whenever you need me. On the weekends, I'm like, I'm out of town, but I've got my partner. Typically, John is somebody that I work quite closely with. Um, you know, he'll take my clients out on the weekend. I prepare them for that. I don't like leave, you know, leave them astray or anything. Yeah. So I'm able to manage my time a little bit, be my time off a little bit better. Oh, okay. Like when I got my coach, they're like, how much vacation do you want? And I'm like, you know, I'm happy with my time off. I, I feel like I, you know, we go for a couple of weeks once a year and I've got my cabin. So I go there whenever I just need a little bit of a break. So it's not that I need more time off or more vacation. I'm very happy with that. I just want to um, be able to make the best use of the time when I'm when I'm working. Right. And and like I said, time blocking, which is that's my calendar right over there, has has been helpful. I don't think I follow it exactly. Oh, it's so hard to follow. I've tried to do that a million yeah. times, and I'm like, I'm so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like now that I have my home office, and I go to the office quite a bit less because I actually get nothing done there. There's just way too many distractions. Right. Um, people coming in, and like I said, if somebody has a question, I'm happy to pick up my phone or happy to go meet them for a coffee or whatever the case may be with my agents. But like me sitting in the office isn't valuable. No. Yeah. And that happens for a lot of. That's why a lot of business owners are going to go in really early or. Yeah. Stay late because once the day starts, they're not getting the tasks that they wanted no. to get done. No, not like I said. I would go there and I was there for five hours and I'm like, I didn't get anything done on my list. Whereas here, I could bang out what I need to, and then you know, go for my run, take my dog for a walk. And then go take my clients out in the afternoon. Sometimes make it home for dinner. Sometimes not. Like, right. yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, last question. Uh, I mean, how how big do you want to get? What what's the plan? What's the thought? Yeah. So to be honest, my original thought when I um, took on Yag Pro Realties, I wanted to stay boutique. So 50, 50 was my number. I figured at fifty, you would have a benchmark that if you were at like forty eight agents. Um, you could start talking to those agents that maybe don't quite align with your values and your beliefs and with your the way you treat your clients and how what how I want us all to be, you know, not how I want us to be, but the idea as far as service first, um, where then you could have that conversation where like, you know what, how like what's going on with you? Why aren't you aligning with the brokerage? Like, what are your challenges? And maybe maybe this isn't the right fit for you. That was kind of my thought. That way you would keep those you would, right. You have a really, yeah. It's hard to have a relationship with that many people. Yeah, and, that, right? and I was only one agent. So when I started talking to Will, um, you know, his vision is, is much bigger. And obviously, we are bigger than 50 now. So we've kind of gone past that. And I'm willing to grow until um, I just don't want to lose the the closeness that we have and the fact that you walk into a room and you know everybody or maybe you don't know and you're like oh you're new hi I'm so-and-so where it's, it's very it's still a very friendly environment right. if that environment changed then we've gotten too big and we need to reevaluate um, I just don't want to get to that point I want to make sure that our agents feel comfortable enough to call it myself or Will or anybody else at the brokerage and just ask a question and not feel like they're being judged or or anything like that you know I think that we want to maintain that feel, like a family feel almost, you know, where not everybody has to get along perfect, but you guys all do align in some ways and that you do have the same values as far as um, the way you treat your clients and the way you, like, look at real estate and and the way you deal with other agents. Right. Yeah. Nice. So um, how big do we want to get? Yeah, I guess, like, for the brokerage, like I said, it's it just continues to grow. We've grown out of our space. For my own personal real estate, I think I'm at a place now where I need to start a team just because I have kind of hit my capacity yeah. for sure. Um, so what that's going to look like, I'm not entirely sure yet and I'm not going to rush into it. I'm really going to come up with a solid plan and, and start small, maybe just one or two people at probably one person and maybe a second assistant that's in Edmonton. Um, but yeah, I think that, and I, like I said, I want to be available to mentor my agents more as well. So mm -hmm. if I take on more clients, then I won't be able to do that. And like this week alone, I had to turn down a couple just like, and like I said, just being honest, like, honestly, I, I could go in there and I could earn your business, you know, yeah. tell you, you know, what I'm going to do, but I have quite a bit of time booked off. I've got a lot on my plate right now and I don't want to like you know, promise you and then fail. So I've just like recommended them to a couple other agents in my office. So yeah, like I said, it's one of those things where I, you know, you, there's a limit and I'm, yeah, I'm close. <laughs> if I want to still enjoy myself and not be like miserable. Super stressed yeah, out about yeah. every moment well, of life. And I want to be home. You know, I am, I am a homebody. I think that, and you know, I have a beautiful home and a, Beautiful honey and a beautiful dog, and I just want to be uh, able to. I think it's all right. <laughs> Maybe not beautiful, but handsome honey. Um, and I just, I do want to be home more and enjoy what I've worked for. So I, you know, I don't want to be out every evening and weekend working. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I look forward to. I'm gonna. No matter what, I'm going to keep this podcast going because I'm really enjoying it. I think it will help me be a better business owner. I love the stories. I, I hope we start to get more listeners, but I'd love to talk to you in like a year or two again from now and see, you know, what has changed and, yeah. and sort of the, the growth and how you've done the business. So, and I'll talk to you about it anyways, but we can talk on live podcast or whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell sure. it is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. Well, and thank you. Uh, congrats and, and good luck and, you know, love it. Yeah. It's awesome. No, I appreciate it. And I appreciate having you in my life too because I know that, like I said, I've never really even thought about, not that I didn't think about savings, but I was just like, you know, so now it's like it's time to get – 
because I've always not been afraid of the work and I know I could always earn money because I'm, I'm going to outwork a lot of people, but I do need to think more about my future. And this is just where this aligns well. Sales people are hard. They're hard to plan for because yeah. it's like that. It's like, I can make more money yeah. and, and it's never consistent. So it's like, how do you save yeah. when you don't make the same amount? And so sometimes you're like, I'm the richest person alive. And then the next month yeah. you're like, I'm the poorest human being on the planet, right? So. <laughs> well, I've always been a commission earner though, right? right. So as a commit, like I've always earned tips or commission. And the one time when I came here for that condo um, job and I had a salary, I actually saved the most and paid off the most debt with what I was earning because I came back with like 30 some thousand dollars in debt and how I managed to save like to pay that off with what I was making was unbelievable because I had to budget because it was way less than you normally yeah, yeah. I know it's just I, so I know, interesting know, right? you know yeah, for sure yeah. yeah yeah but I'm working on it <laughs> well I know and we'll work a little harder but <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine awesome thank you, thank you so much Jesse.